Hey y'all, it's Amber and Amelia with Homegrown Faith. We are here to share how we navigate real life with Jesus through the good, the bad, and the yuck. One thing for certain is that in every situation, His grace prevails. Everyone has a seat at our table, so pull up a chair and see how the Holy Spirit speaks to you this week. Whether you're new to your faith or a seasoned backyard Baptist, we've got you covered. We are so glad you're here for this week's episode, and we hope it impacts your walk with Jesus in a positive way. Let's get to it. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to Homegrown Faith. Happy Wednesday. We are so excited that you're here. I've got my good friend Amelia here with me. Hey, guys. We are so thankful that you have joined us uh, for this new journey that we have started together called Homegrown Faith. And really, the goal is to just help navigate life with Jesus. Um, on a larger scale. And so today you're going to hear a little bit more about Amelia and I through our testimonies and how we came to homegrown faith. Um, And, you know, I think one of the things that you guys are going to take away is that uh, faith journeys aren't linear and there are no two faith journeys that look the same. Wouldn't you agree, Amelia? Absolutely. I think it's really important to give ourselves some grace, you know, to understand that we're in different positions. We have different, you know, lives and it's just important to start it. Yep. That is true. We have been sitting on this call for a few months (laughs) and um, we we finally answered the Lord's call and and Mm -hmm. we have a vision of what it's supposed to look like. And so um, we're, we're excited to get going. So I think Amelia is going to take it away in the beginning. She's going to share a little bit about her faith journey, um, kind of where it started and how she got here. Yeah. Thanks, Amber. So um, I will tell you guys, we're going to have fun with this and we hope that you guys, you know, relate and also show us grace too, because we're not perfect and, you know, we're here to just spread the word, but also welcome you all because we're learning and we want to, you know, share the joy with you guys too. Um, but as far as my testimony, I want to just tell you guys, you know, um, a little bit about me and, um, just kind of where I found God and, and all the struggles that I, you know, went through, but also how I grew. It was, um, you know, a long, a long season. Um, but I'll start and say that my journey is not prim and proper at all. (laughs) And, um, we don't do that here. We don't do prim and proper. It's a lot of messy. Um, it's a lot of grace and the grace is really what I've learned just over the year. Um, grace to give myself as well as others, um, because we are human. But, um, a little bit about my background is I actually did not grow up in church every Sunday like you, Amber. Um, my family was faithful. We had morals, you know, we lived, we lived life well. We knew what was right and wrong. Um, but I did not go to church every Sunday. I was really fortunate when I decided like I wanted to go, I'd call my grandma Watson and sure enough, every single time she rolled right up on my, you know, street in Remington. Probably been praying for it <laughs> yes. for years. Exactly. Like. Um, but she came and she picked me up. And, um, you know, I just remember as a young girl sitting in the pew and watching my grandma and, and the choir. Like, yeah, that's my grandma. She's up there singing. Like, she was such a uh, masterpiece, you know. Um, and she really just showed what it was to be a good, faithful woman. 
Um, so I was really thankful for that. Um, you know, as I got in high school, as a high schooler, I had weekend shenanigans that was way more important. Um, my sports, you know, I traveled, things like that. Um, and it just wasn't a priority. Um, fast forward some years and I welcomed my first son Blake into the world. And, you know, it was the moment that I held him that I was like, I've got to go to church. Like I want my son growing up with good morals, faith, and all those things that I knew were so important. So sure enough, we started going to church. Unfortunately, that kind of died off after time. And now that I look back and just my growth and learning, you know, the, the real reasons were there. Um, I think it really came down to it died off because I was doing it for him. I was doing it for somebody else, not myself. Right. Um, so that changed a little bit. Um, unfortunately, a few years after that is really kind of what changed in my life. And I began to, um, to start on this hard season and that was divorce and, you know, a custody battle. Um, that was a really hard season of my life and a lot of growing and, and things and, and, you know, at that moment in my life, I, you know, I'm an independent person. I have this glorious family and friend, you know, support system. And I just thought, you know, I could handle it and take care of it and no worries at all. That was far from the case. Like the biggest void, nothing was going right. Like just was not. What's the saying? Like, if you want to hear God laugh, tell him your plan. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, let me control this God. Right. Let's see how this goes. Um, But there was a big void, and finally, um, you know, God blessed me with a man that I now call my husband, and thankfully he had the same goals, and um, we decided to search for churches, and we found Bealton Baptist um, right here in uh, Bealton, and we started going there, and, um, you know, what I realized in that time was if we just stop and listen to God, he's going to give us you know, good rewards in that meantime. There is always going to be something good or a blessing that we can recognize in those mists of hardship. Yes. And often I think we just kind of crumble through, right? Like we think, oh, it's a hard season. There's nothing good. And, you know, we oversee those. So as years pass on, um, this past January of 2022, um, I was faced with a trial that I knew at this time that I could absolutely not handle without God. Um, at this point in my life, I was in a Bible study with women. Um, I was seeking him more than I ever had, like, in my life. Yeah. Um, so I was really stunned. I was confused. Like, God, why me? Why now? Like, what did I do? Here I am seeking you, like, genuinely right. for the first time. And, like, wow, I just got hit with this really hardship. But I learned that, you know, God faced me with the trial to bring me closer to him. Um, where I thought I was in a good place, I was nowhere near a good place. He taught me to lean on him and to trust him. Uh, Proverbs three, uh, five through six is one of my favorites. Um, and it really helped me through that process. And it's trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. So look, I'm a fixer. Okay. This was really hard for me to completely lean on God and not trust my own understandings. Like going through my situation, I'm like, I know what's happening, like all these things. And let me go in and fix it. Let me do it. Right. Like I know what's best for my life, God. Yeah. But I kept coming back to that. Well, unfortunately, this hardship, you know, this trial that God put me through, um, 
you know, it was nine more months. You know, it was a really long season. And I think it's important that everybody understands, too, that, like, seasons aren't sometimes super short. Sometimes they're really long. You know, there's, yes. again, different types of seasons as yep. we, you know, go through life. But during this season, um, you know, I had a lot of emotions. I was in a dark place. I was in my highs. I was in the middle. I was just all over the place. Um, I was heartbroken. I was devastated. Every time I turned around, I felt like I got, you know, cut at my knees. And here I continued to seek God. And again, why me? Right? Like, right. You think you do all these good things and it's just, it's happening. So I was lost. I got to the point where I was like, wow, like God doesn't hear me. You know, what's going on? But honestly, I realized that this whole trial that I was going through, it's not in my control. And at the end of the day, it's up to God. And I had to get to the point to understand, like, there is nothing more I can do. Right. But get on my knees and pray and keep serving. Amen. So I realized, obviously, God was pulling me towards him. Um, in this in this mist of hardship, um, he taught me really to have grace for other people. He taught me how to forgive um, and also how to hand it over, which brings me to one of the most impactful moments um, that I have to, I can just literally image it in my head. Um, I was actually headed through Remington to drop my daughter off um, at her babysitter. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm driving and I'm ugly, crying, praying. Like, what do I do? Like, I just could Those not. car sessions of prayer I'm telling are you. the best. Yes. <laughs> and... You know, I, I can tell you the bend I'm coming around and I'm coming up to the railroad tracks in Remington. And, you know, I just kept hearing God say, give it to me, give it to me. And we all know the saying, give it to God. Yep. And I will tell you, I have said that saying probably more than a million times in my life. Have I ever really done it? Right. Absolutely not. Right. Because the moment I drove over those tracks, the weight that was completely pulled away from me showed me that God took that from me. Right. And that was the first time in my life that I felt I gave it to God. And True that he surrender. was with me. Yeah. I surrendered it. Yeah. He was with me. Um, Deuteronomy 31, eight, the Lord himself goes before you and he will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid and do not be discouraged. So this, I continue to come back to because how afraid I was to let go of that control. Right. And I've learned that you have to be all in. We can't be one foot in, one foot out. We can't give small things to God, but keep the big things. Right. And that moment I crossed those tracks, I cried even harder because, <laughs> because of the you realized, joy, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it yeah. was just the most incredible feeling. And at that point, I knew I needed to make changes. Yeah. And what's crazy is, you know, you can be on track. And you can feel like, wow, I'm better than I was a week ago, a year ago, or 10 years ago. Right. But wow, I just jumped ahead again. Like right. I just got over another hurdle. It ebbs and flows. It's a transformation and you have peaks and valleys mm -hmm. in that transformation. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I realized that I was obsessing over this hardship. Every minute of every day, I was thinking about it. I was talking about it. I mean, it just completely consumed me. In a recent book I read, uh, I really, this, this quote stuck with me, be careful where you stare. 
Mm. Because that's what we're going to fixate on. Yeah. And so often we get fixated on the trial that we're in that we forget to see the blessings that are happening right in front of us. Yes. So with this, I couldn't get away from it. Um, I decided to refocus my, my uh, goals. I surrendered it on those railroad tracks in Remington and <laughs> the hometown that I grew up in. And I decided to just take a whole leap of faith, not talk about it, not deal about with it and just move on with my faith and my relationship. I went on, um, with the encouragement from my girls, which are my best friends. And I've led three women's Bible studies, a kid's Bible study. I help teach Sunday school at church. And I mean, I'm thriving, right? right. I'm full. I have, I have good, good, uh, fulfillment of joy. And then guess what? That hardship from January, 2022, the prayers that I've begged for, they weren't answered. I was shattered, mm. devastated all over, hurt. I actually was mad. Like, wow, God, right. like, You're I don't out know on me. what yeah. I could do more. Right? right. And then you just, you know, you're almost like in this hamster wheel. So, you know, I really felt my best um, going to him and saying, like, do you hear me? Like, right. I'm, right, I'm like jumping around, you know. Um, but I realized I was missing something. Fast forward again towards the end of this hardship. The chapter was closed. God still didn't answer my prayer. Yeah. At this time, though, because I surrendered it, I had peace. Right. I wasn't angry. You felt different. 100%. Yeah. Um, and I realized that I had all these amazing things that had happened during this trial. Before I started this journey, I realized that I had anger and I had pride. God took this trial for me and he humbled me. He showed me grace and he taught me how to forgive and live closer to him. I've gained peace knowing that I'm going to disappoint people and people are going to disappoint me. I've gave myself permission to be human while choosing not to excuse or justify behaviors that could hurt others or hurt me. And I know I can be a mature mess that's <laughs> in progress because I'm never going to get to where I think I really should be probably. But I changed my thought process. I got closer to him and God changed my desires. And if you refer to Luke 22, 42, he talks about living for his will, not thy will. So I learned that I'm not here to impress others. I'm here to connect. Yes. I'm here to show that through these trials and not getting answered prayers, the love and the support that I got internally. The other thing is, is when this is over, I realized once I was able to close this chapter and stop controlling it, that God allowed me to like open my eyes and see the beautiful blessings I had in front of me. Right. My healthy family, right? My husband, my kids, you know, my job, the family and friends that I have, like all those things were going wayside because I was so hyper-focused right. on this hardship. Changes your perspective on priorities and what is important you yeah know? we get so consumed right and 100%. you know i i gave this to him and honestly he didn't answer my prayers like right. i wanted yeah but he didn't need to and unfortunately we we want god to answer our prayers in the way we want them answered and in the time that we 100%. want them answered, you know <laughs> right and even though he didn't do it in the time and in the way he gave me so much more right 
And honestly, these mountains that wouldn't budge over the last seven years were moved in a matter of days. The moment I completely surrendered. You let it go. In days, he changed our circumstance. Gave it to God. And from there, I'm happier. I'm thriving. My family's happy. Um, Also, I think really I allowed God to tell me what I needed to do to serve him. And it's been on my heart, obviously, for close to a year for a blog. Yep. So I think this hardship, he actually uh, put this on my heart and he equipped me through these trials to be able to serve my purpose. Right. We all have, you know, a purpose. Right. And, and it's up to us to figure it out. Right. Asking God, things like that. And we don't, we don't go into it really knowing what that purpose is. Mm-mm. Right. Like no. you don't go into it thinking like, oh, I'm going through this because. God wants me to share my trials and he wants me to, you know, put that out there for the world so that to help other people, like you don't, you don't start in those trials knowing like, Like, yeah, this God's got to do that. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it's important for us to understand too, like God's not going to, you know, put something on us. Right. He's going to help us through it. Right. And that's what he does is if we seek him, yeah, he'll equip us. Right. And really that's what, you know, brings us here. And, um, Amber, thank you for putting it on your heart too, you know, cause here we are now 17 years later, we're right? starting homegrown faith. <laughs> um, so thanks be to God for that. I mean, you know, how, how Isn't great it is that? funny how that works though. It's, um, for those of you that don't know, aren't a part of our small, small town, uh, Amelia and I went to school together. Yes. 17 <laughs> years ago. So, um, it's really cool how God's moved and, and God's worked and he's, used both of our testimonies Mm -hmm. to bring us closer Mm -hmm. together and I don't even think we realized what he was doing you know this is something that we've kind of been talking about since April and uh yeah it just it's been cool to see it all unfold yeah and I and I'll tell you like it's just really to be able to grow through this has been phenomenal and to find God and just continue to grow um and truly, if I never faced these trials, I didn't struggle through seasons. I didn't right. have seven years of, you know, in and out and up and down. Right. Um, I wouldn't be the God-fearing mom that I am today. Yeah. And, you know, he equipped me and, you know, has my journey been perfect? Absolutely not. Um, I've slipped, I've fallen short, I've sinned. Right. Um, but I've done better the next day, right? I've made decisions to do better and to completely surrender. Um, and you know what, friends, like we're not perfect. No, we're not going to be. So we've got to stop holding ourselves to that standard because that's what prevents us from seeking God. We just feel like we're not good enough and God loves me. Oh, a hundred percent. He loves you. Yeah. And if he loves me through all the stuff that I've been through, I know he's going to love you. Right. Like no doubt. Um, but on a final note, as far as my testimony and something that I've learned, is so often we box God in. Yes. We have these prayer requests that we're asking. And for me, it was my circumstance. I was asking for this prayer for seven years, right? And even more so in the last year. And what happens is, is when we box him in, we don't allow him to show us his glory and his capabilities that only he can do. And he has more for us, Right. And so when we're asking for something that we feel is big, it could be nowhere near the destiny that he wants us to have. Right. Um, So 
I really encourage you to seek him. Uh, Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. So don't let your past keep you from seeking him. Build the relationship. I don't have a great past. I have hiccups, right? And I have really good moments, but I'm a good person and I know God loves me. And through this trial, he has grown me and brought me closer to him. And I'm so beyond thankful for that and everything he's done in my life. I love that so much, Amelia. He, the things that he is capable of doing in our lives, I don't think that we, we grasp it, honestly. Like we, you know, in this worldly view, we can be very small minded. Mm -hmm. And when we give something to God and surrender it and, truly move on from it Mm -hmm. right you know so like the bible talks a lot about you know how you give something to god but then you pick it right back up again right so like you didn't truly give it to god you're being double-minded you know you you gave it to god but then you picked it right back up so it's not really in his hands Mm -hmm. when we truly surrender it and give it to him he opens up a whole different world to us yep. and that's kind of what you went through yeah. on the train tracks that day yes, you know? yes. like, and I'm telling you like I'm here to say you know divorce and custody is a really scary yeah. thing but I truly believe I had to go through that right to get where I am today right. and I'm thankful for the things that God's done in my life and the hearts of people around me that I've prayed for because right. not only has he changed my life for the better he is moving in other people that affect me as well. Yes. And that's because I surrendered it. I stopped trying to control it and I gave it to him. So it's possible. Like yeah. don't think your hardships forever because it's not. Right. But God's going to grow you and pull you closer to him because he loves us. Right. Faith in action. Yes. That's what it's called. So, well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. I'm I'm so excited to see where this goes. You know, we, we joke that we have no idea what we're doing, but um, God surely <laughs> really do- don't. God surely does know yes. what he's doing. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, that's super exciting. All right. So enough about me. Um, Amber, tell us how you came to be at this table. Oh, gosh. Um, So my individual faith journey, it's, you know, I say it all the time, but like faith journeys, they are not linear at all. Um, But what I'm really going to like focus on is the restoration of faith that I went through back in the fall. Um, You know, as you had mentioned, like Mm -hmm. I grew up in church my whole life. Um, I have always had my faith to fall back on. Um, but what God wanted to show me that he, he was basically telling me like, I'm not a fallback plan, right? I'm a priority. Um, and so, you know, back in the fall, I went through a trial, um, with panic attacks and anxiety. I had my very first panic attack. It was random. I had just finished running four miles Mm -hmm. and, um, it stopped me in my tracks and it was so bad. The only thing I could do in December was turn to the word. I mean, I don't think I, I think I can count on one hand the amount of times that I left my house in December. Um, and 
very similar to you. Like I remember asking God, like, why am I going through this? Why, what have I done wrong? Why are you putting me through this trial and how do I get out of it as fast as I possibly can? Right. Um, you know, cause when you're in a season of suffering, like the, the only thing you can think about is like, how do I get out of this? Yeah. You want right? to, you want it done. Over, <laughs> right. Like, let me just right. get through, like, see just the glory. <laughs> tell me exactly what I need to learn through this yeah. and help me get out of it, you know? Um, and so I didn't really know it at the time, but God was isolating me from everything I had been so consumed mm-hmm. with in order to restore me. Um, you know, restoration, it often comes after isolation. And it wasn't that I was making these awful choices in my life prior to that, but I wasn't making God a priority until he finally intervened and said, let me show you that you need to be doing life with me and not on your own. It was a control thing, right? And I was so consumed and so busy with you know, my children's schedules and doing this and doing that, that I, I wasn't prioritizing time with God. And I had felt little nudges in Mm -hmm. September, October, like get back in church, get reconnected with God, you know, get back in church. And it's so funny looking back now, even then, like on my faith journey, like I, I heard God. I heard him say, like, I want you back in church. It's mm-hmm. important. Get back in church. And I still didn't listen. And then the panic attack obviously happened. And, um, you know, I, I was pretty homebound in December. But everything started shifting the month of December when I literally gave it all to God. I had to. Like, I, I didn't have a choice but to consume my days with the word and with prayer. And he taught me a lot, you know, at the beginning of the journey, I was like, why am I going through this? And now that I'm on the other side of it, I realized, you know, like God was there all along, you know, the only thing that he desired for me was a closer relationship. But I had, I had to be the one to initiate that, Mm -hmm. you know? And, um, you know, one of the Bible verses that really, (laughs) got me through, uh, was first Peter five ten, And it, it says, and the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ after you have suffered a little while will himself restore you and make you strong, firm, and steadfast. And I clung to that verse yeah. in December. And I think that's so true. You know, a lot of times on our faith journeys and as Christ believers, we think it's all sunshine and roses, right? right? We think like once we have the faith of the Lord, like we're not going to suffer anymore. And that's just not true. No, I mean, we, we've seen it plenty of times to be a Christian is hard. Yeah. You will get tested and hundred percent. And it's actually harder to be a Christian than not because If you're not getting tested, the enemy right. has you right where he wants you. Yeah. You don't, I mean, and you're not convicted. Like mm-hmm. you don't feel convicted of your sin. You know, like it's a lot of times it is a lot easier to live in that worldly mindset. Um, and, and that was one of those things that I had to learn was like, I am suffering because I have something to learn out of this. Mm-hmm. And, and what it was, was the call to grow in faith. Mm 
And so um, starting in January, obviously, you know, we completely did an overhaul. I, I finally got well enough where, you know, I could leave the house. Um, and we immediately got back in church. And so, um, you know, we start, we start going to the bridge um, on a full-time basis. Every Sunday, uh, I took a, a Wednesday night Bible study class, and um, it was a class on all about discovering your spiritual gifts and how God has equipped each of us with our own special talent and gift, and it's up to us to discover that and use it in a way that's for his glory. Um, and so, you know, through that process, what I discovered was that my spiritual gift is the gift of encouragement. <laughs> and um, for the longest time, I mean, the, the, the whole month of January, February, and March, you know, I would put things out on mm-hmm. my Facebook and, you know, just something that really resonated with me that I was reading in the word, or um, obviously I shared my experience of yeah. everything that I went through in the fall. And for the longest time, I'm like, this, this is the gift of encouragement. Like I'm good. And God said, you can do more through me. And so, um, the idea of homegrown faith kind of stuck out like, Oh, maybe I need to do more than just post to my 200 friends on Facebook, (laughs) a good word, you know? And so I started asking, you know, like how, how do I grow this journey, right? Like, what can I do mm-hmm. to elevate this to the next level? And um, he orchestrated this reconnection with Amelia after <laughs> 17 years, almost perfectly, right. um, which is kind of funny how that happens. Like, when you truly ask God to give you guidance, like, he's he's going to give it to you. And we talked about his timing. So, yep. you know, just to even backtrack that evening, I finished a Bible study yeah. and I told that Bible <laughs> group that adoration, my worship and my mouth is my focus. I got to do more. Right. I wanted to do more. Like right. I, I knew I had it in me and it's been on my heart forever. Yep. And you messaged me that night. Right. So Isn't to, it crazy to see his timing? <laughs> yeah. Is just incredible. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like the beauty of it all, right? Mm-hmm. Is like for the longest time, um, a lot of my anxiety and my panic stemmed from trying to control everything. Um, and, you know, being in control of even the littlest things like my children's sports schedules or, you know, um, when we were supposed to be somewhere and when we were supposed to leave and, you know, simple things like that. But, what ends up happening is that control that you feel like you need to have, it seeps into the rest of your life. And pretty soon, you know, you're kind of running the show and it's kind of like, well, where, where does God fit in all of this? You know? And, and that was the thing that I had to relearn. Um, he truly took me through that trial so that I could relearn how to surrender everything to him because there there was nothing that I could do Mm -hmm. there was nothing that I could physically or mentally do to get rid of that anxiety and that panic in December trust me I tried everything (laughs) I tried everything um and it was just something that I had to sit in um and I had to ask him for wisdom and clarity on on what 
was going to happen? You know, like when was I going to get over this? And the one thing that kept sticking out to me was like Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things, God is working for the good. And so, you know, it, that was really hard to like realize that in the moment of my suffering, mm-hmm. but he ended up using that suffering for so much good. Um, as a result of that, we got back into a, a wonderful church family. A month after that, both of my children came to Christ and were baptized this past winter. Wow. And so it's just kind of like, was that trial even about me right? <laughs> or was it to call your children, my to, children Christ. to Christ, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, um, I tear up thinking about yeah. that because I think that that it's so easy for us to get a woe is me attitude in this world. And a lot of times God uses us to touch other people. That's right. Sometimes it's not about us and mm-hmm. we may be the ones suffering or we may be the ones going through the trial, but God's going to use it for good. And if it's not for our good, it's going to be for someone else's good. Right. Um, and I really feel like, you know, that's kind of what led both of us here to homegrown faith is like, we have so much to give and so much to offer. And he just wants it to be used for his good. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a way for us to honor and glorify the work he has done in our lives to this point and the work that he's going to continue to do through homegrown faith. So, yeah, I have to agree. And, 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 you know, friends, um, we all have different struggles and we're all at different stages in our faith journeys. Yes. Um, but that's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're all here, right? Right. And, and I think a lot of us have the same goals and purpose, but we're just scared to jump right. out on that leap of faith. Um, but know that it's never too late to seek him, you know, and, and if you haven't started to seek him yet, make that day today, commit your life right now. Yes. Jesus loves you as much as he loves me, you, Amber. Um, and he wants us to seek him that way he can show us all the glory. Inviting Jesus in our heart is going to be how we grow faithfully. So I encourage you listening, um, invite Jesus into your heart, allow yourself to grow faithfully. It's also going to be how going to be able to allow you to conquer any type of struggle or storm that you may be going through. Um, and most importantly, just as you spoke to your kids, right? It's going to be the journey of your salvation. And yep. guys, the only way we're getting to heaven is through him. It's, it's through, through that Christ. salvation. And he's the, the only way. And I think often we think God's not there with us and we're alone. Guys, he's not hiding. No, he's right there. He just wants us right to see him. We have to take the step. Right. I, I think that's like the perfect way to close because we, you know, a lot of times he's going to we have free will. Right. But he wants us to call to him. And I think that that's where your faith journey can elevate to the next level is, you know, you start calling on on Jesus and you start experiencing his unwavering grace for your life, like you're going to, you're going to be transformed through what he does in your life. Um, and I mean, we're excited to, to obviously hear and see how 
this journey grows your faith and your walk with Christ. Um, and we're, we're so excited that you're here with us. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we, we thank you guys for joining us. Um, you know, we do have, um, an email that we have posted that if you have any prayer requests, any topics that you'd like to hear, maybe it's something that you're struggling through. Maybe it's anxiety, maybe it's divorce, maybe it's, you know, how to, you know, raise your kids to be faithful. Anything that you feel is on your heart that you want to hear, send it to us. You can email it to us. Um, there is a chat on the pages, messenger on um, the Instagram account. Shoot us a message. Obviously, we will uh, protect your privacy. Yes. Um, but let us know how we can help you because, friend, we are not alone in these struggles. And Never we're here alone. For you. So pull up a seat at the table. Thank you, guys. We'll catch you next week.